Hi everyone, it's Anya, your host of Stained. In today's episode, I'm a truly a fangirl actually, because I've been following Georgina and her journey of sustainability and slow fashion for a very, very long time, even before I started this project. Uh, she's somebody very, very creative, and as she says, she dresses our aura, literally, so uh, I absolutely love her very much, and I'm sure you will after this conversation as well. Amazing, Georgina Kendall, everyone. Well, Georgina, welcome to Stain. How are you feeling today? I'm good, excited, nervous, all of the feels, a bit tired as well, but all good, fun. We'll get into that, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for being my guest. Uh, I've been a fan of your brand for a very, very long time. I will let you talk about your brand yourself. <laughs> obviously, I just want to tell people how we know each other as well. So Perfect. we met over Instagram. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been a fan even before I started Stained. So that was kind of like a <laughs> highlight when I, I found out, that. oh my God, I'm going to interview one of the people that I'm actually a fan of. <laughs> oh, it's a true fan, an OG. <laughs> an OG, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, tell us a bit about something you do and introduce yourself sure. to people. Um, so my name's Georgina. I'm 30 in February, so that's kind of, you know, <laughs> a so big milestone coming. Um, I am the founder of Nimini, a handmade slow fashion brand. Um, I do every kind of element of the business. And it was it started about five years ago as this little side hustle. So it's really been kind of like my first love child, I like to call it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a soul flame. I had to do something with my hands and kind of bring it to life. Um, so it's been like a really nice organic long journey, but I feel like it's definitely like an extension of myself. Yeah. Um, I'm a self-taught sewist as well, so um, there's been lots of te <laughs> yeah. tears and lots of unpicking. Um, and I studied fashion promotion at uni in Wales in the UK. Um, oh. And obviously, probably from my accent, you can tell I'm British. I love your accent, um, by the way. <laughs> even though I wish I was a little bit more, you know, spicy. Or <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Like, I love British accents. So it's so cool. It's oh. one of my favorites. Oh, thank you. Um, it's probably from Harry Potter, you know. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm from the Warner Brothers. Um, so, yeah. Um, what was I saying? So yeah, university was kind of a fashion promotion degree mm -hmm. and it really kind of touched on a lot of kind of skills that I pretty much use on a daily basis apart from sewing. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of, you know, website design, graphics, photo shoots, how to build a range, um, you know, product development ideas, business plans. Um, yeah. And it's kind of all really stemmed from that course really. Uh, that's very good so you just, found it useful actually at the end yeah like yeah you know it costs it costs a lot but at the yeah. end of the day you have to pay it off monthly don't you so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was kind of the big instigation really for where I am today definitely did you always so, knew that you're gonna be in fashion no um the interesting thing was so um we have a levels and you get to pick four subjects mm -hmm. to then use for uni I'm sure you know all about this um and I chose business, photography, psychology, and biology. Wow, so very could, wide range. So like. you, could see, you could see the split then, even though I wasn't really aware. So yeah. I thought at that point I was going to be like a midwife. I was like obsessed with it. Wow. Um, watching like One Born Every Minute, like <laughs> on a Saturday night. Um, but things change and, you know, I failed both biology and psychology. Mm -hmm. So that was a really good kind of lesson 
that if you do fail or something doesn't go your way, it's it was meant to not go your way because you're kind of destined for something else. I love that. Yeah. So then the photography and business were kind of like, I loved it. And you could tell that I was passionate about it because I would just put in so much time and go extra mile with everything. That's amazing. Um, to the point where when I applied for university degrees, I didn't have enough points. Mm-hmm. But luckily in the arts, they often do like an interview. Okay. So yeah. I was like, this is my chance. So I did a whole new photo sh- photo shoot for this kind of meeting with the lecturers um, and they were like oh this is like level two we'll, mm-hmm. we'll give you an unconditional so then it didn't matter wow. what what kind of even if I'd failed everything yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of those little highlight moments that you know that you're on the right pr- path and you kind of you yeah. know it, it kind of all starts to make sense in a this way even though you me. don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. But uh, obviously your brand is known for their, its own specific design that you create. Like you have like a little mm. X shape around the neck yes. or it goes all, all over one shoulder as well. Mm. How this idea came to you? Did you, uh, because it's just simply Nimini, you know? Oh, thank you. Um, so I want to know how, mm. how that started, your creative process, when it started and how yeah. it started. It was interesting when I first launched Nimini, um, it was actually 2018. Mm-hmm. So I was working full time at that point, but I started with a range of Irish linen pieces. Wow! So okay. it was all just linen, um, just block color. I would do kind of smock dresses, but with always like an adjustable strap. So basically, it was like this big rectangle um, kind of dress shape with a fluted hem, but you could you could kind of ruche the straps at the top to create yeah. a, a shorter neckline or a wider neckline. Mm-hmm. So I think the element of kind of flexibility was always there from the start. And then those products weren't really working at all. I think I would sell kind of maybe one piece per month for about Mm -hmm. a year, but I I didn't give up. And then I kind of sat down, I think it was maybe kind of one Christmas. And you know, we always have that reflection time. Yeah, I know, new year, new me. (laughs) Yeah, and like, you know, you've got two weeks off. Yeah, you know, and it's to quite reflect luxury. on the year that has been and the one yeah. that it's coming and everything. Yeah, so in that kind of luxury of time, I think I just kind of sat down. I was kind of a disappointed that Nimni wasn't selling better. Yeah, and then I was like, B, is this really me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I actually, don't think it is. I'm not really a smock kind of girl, yeah. even though I love a smock dress. Yeah. You know, my family always joke that I've always got my belly out, which is true. <laughs> and still is. Yeah, and still is. <laughs> my mum says, you're probably doing that even when you're 80. And I said, I probably will. Like, it's definitely kind of... It's who you are. So yeah. I was like, okay, so it's like cute tops then that are maybe slightly cropped. Because that was what was all in my wardrobe. Yeah. And then I was obsessed then with kind of buying sheer tops. So like the elasticated lines. Um, a lot of people call it smocking, but it is actually different. Mm-hmm. So, and tube tops were kind of very kind of hot at that point. So I was like, why don't I find some really cool printed fabrics, make some tube tube tops. And it's just a rectangle piece of fabric. So um, it was actually one of my friends, um, one of my best friends, Ruby. I met her with her friends in London. And I remember saying that night um, to her friend called Cavan, because she was also a fashion designer, but obviously I'm kind of, I was kind of just playing and I didn't really know how to do it. And I said to her, shall I make the whole tube first 
and then shear the lines of elastic or shall I do a flat piece of rectangle and then sew it together and she kind of just gave me a few tips yeah so then that kind of week um like an evening the week after I bought some kind of tonal gingham fabric which was great for shearing because I could just follow the lines mm -hmm. and that was like my first uh sheared top and it actually was like a bestseller that summer like, I sold loads um and then the kind of six months after that then it was kind of covid yeah but I think that really helped people find me yeah online business that yeah uh, that's for sure like covid helped yeah. you with that that's 100%. so oh, it was crazy I think I had like 500 followers just before covid Mm -hmm. And then now I think, you know, it's every, like I look back last summer last year I was at 5,000 and I'm like now at 6.5. Yeah. And it's crazy how much you can how grow in a year. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But even uh, it's not about numbers. <laughs> no, but you can see the improvement as well in yourself and in your brand, like how the designs are expanding, mm. uh, especially with your new collection that we're going to have special talk about yes. later on. But it's just how you improve and how you're constantly putting mm. your new creations into yeah. your brand, which is absolutely amazing. Thank you. And you said you're self-taught, so that's another another thing yeah. as well. You're still <laughs> learning, probably. Yes, you know? absolutely. It's endless. Yeah, yeah, it's endless. It's mm. endless. But yeah, I, I truly... That's why I wanted to know how Nimini was born yeah. and how everything started yeah. from the beginning. And I suppose the, the cross top that you're referring to, or the one strap, is basically the same bodice as that first yeah, design. Yeah, yeah. But then I obviously kind of, you know, were like, oh, what if I did straps yeah. and, you know, and That's then the something. flexibility element then that you can kind of push them down and kind of create different necklines. People can play with it, yeah. create their own look with it. I, I love that part of it because mm. you can make it your own. Yeah. Like it's the same top for everyone, but everybody wears it differently. Definitely. So that's, that's, that's and it's actually interesting part. what they do with it and it kind of surprised, it can surprise me yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, actually, I'm like, oh, you can do it that way. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty yeah. cool. Where the, does the name come from? So I, uh, so basically, my if I always go back to uni, but you know, there's mm -hmm. lots, lots more about Nimini than uni. But my final major project was to build a brand, and I had the name then. Amazing. So I found yeah. the name. Um, you know years and years ago mm -hmm. and i even bought like the dot com and dot code uk domain yeah. name um i think it's like 2012 i was at uni so like a long time ago so that's been a long-term direct debit making, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, even before it existed um but basically i was just you know you're kind of looking at dictionaries i always go to urban dictionary as well because you can kind of find some quite interesting words, words. Yeah, yeah. and then um, like really interested in kind of poetry as well and kind of you know mm -hmm. the kind of rhythm of words and everything like that and um, I had this first brand name called Philistine I can't even remember what it was called now but I quite liked it yeah but if you think about it now Nimini Philistine it's got the same, same. ring to it What's yeah. the, I can't remember the there's a term for that isn't yeah there? yeah we skipped that now. yeah <laughs> that's too technical we're going back to school to it. <laughs> But basically, I think I had a few ideas on my phone or written down in my notebook or something. And I was actually sat down um, in the garden with my stepmom, Trish. Mm -hmm. And we were just kind of just throwing ideas around. And I think, I can't remember if we had the fire pit on or something like that. And we were just chit-chatting. And she was like, oh, why don't we look at kind of Victorian meanings? Because I said I kind of want something about a lady's air or 
hidden magic or kind yeah. of the power of you inside that's kind of reflected or something. And we just kept Googling and Googling and we came across this like mini poem rhyme that was from like the Victorian days. Wow. And it, if, if you Google it now, it's called Nimini Pimini. Okay. And I then searched that in Urban Dictionary and it came up to say like a ladylike air. Wow. And I was like, nice. okay. And then I was like, oh, but I'm not, I'm not really about like the lady, you know, or mm-hmm. kind of too much femininity or whatever. But I was, I was kind of like, it's actually kind of makes sense because it's kind of that unseen magic basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, like your air about you, you know. Yeah. Um, you also have something in your bio written, which is dressing your aura. Yes. Which I really, truly love. Yeah. Because it does feel like that. It does explain oh. brands so, so well. I'm so glad you think so. Yeah. And yeah. I think, um, I think big part of that is also colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I also think that's uh, that's a big part of it all. Yeah. Uh, but tell me about how colors work because it looks a bit washed or mm. it doesn't. Like, how do you do it actually? And where sure. do you find material? Where do you yeah. source your materials? Maybe let's start from there. Absolutely. And then... So originally, I used to kind of hit this road in London called Goldhawk Road. And it's probably one of the most famous strips, maybe in the UK or, yeah, probably in the UK, that has a whole road of fabric shops, basically. I think mm-hmm. there's about 50 of them, maybe 30. Okay. So I would literally just kind of at the, at the start of the days, um, of the Nimini days, I would just go in and out of all the doors on a Saturday and see what kind of fabrics I liked. I'd probably get down to the bottom of the street and then te- I'd always take a photo of the one that I liked stuff in mm-hmm. or the photos of the fabrics. Then I'd go back and buy it. Yeah. Um, and it was such a great way for Nimini to start because I could just purchase a meter. Yeah. yeah um, that's, that's, so kind of cost effective starting out. and That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of never... Fabric is still not really wasted in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of that element that I only bought what I needed on demand. So whether that was my first sample, um, whether that was the first order, I would always go collect it. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing about it is like I'd always just walk or cycle. Mm-hmm. So kind of there was no carbon footprint of this one meter or there was less of, hey, when you think about it. Um, that's so cool. So I that, like yeah. the detail that you put in because so, it means a lot, actually. Oh. It's kind of very nice, yeah. Um, and then, so I kind of, obviously I'd be going there quite often, mm-hmm. like probably a few times a week. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of get to know the staff as well. Um, like one of my OGs, um, in Goldhawk Road is a guy called Norman and he's always been such a cheerleader for me um, yeah. and kind of the day that I went in and bought loads he was like look at this Georgie you know yeah. he could see the development you know and I've taken my mum in there to meet him and all my friends know him and everything like that um, that's so nice so yeah. yeah and then you kind of realize what kind of prints become your best sellers so of then, course, yeah. you know, I have then kind of bought, say, three metres because it then saves a bit of time for mm-hmm. me. Um, Colour-wise, the best-selling fabric that I've ever had is my batik, so probably the kind of washed-out look ones, um, and it's all hand-dyed in barley. But I don't yeah. ship it from barley myself, so I actually go through... It was originally through a retailer on the high street in Goldhawk Road, Um but I was like, this is selling actually so well. This is yeah. going to be my first fabric that I'm going to, I'm confidently going to spend, you know, a thousand pounds on, on a first order. Wow. Um, so that was about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
of the hundreds of meters that I bought, maybe I've bought maybe 50 of the charcoal storm, 30 of the chocolate, 20 of the emerald, because that was new. That yeah. wiped out and I've had to reorder probably like five times wow. since. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of the first kind of wholesale fabric that I've done. Um, but in terms of kind of, you have to kind of, you have to kind of move that way. Mm -hmm. um, just yeah. for more profitability and kind of, you know, with everything rising, you've got to kind of, you've got to find these kind of elements that you can... <laughs> Um, you can fit in your own budget yeah, as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, that's just been the best selling, and it it washes really well. It suits all of the styles. Um, yeah. It shears well, um, and I'm actually in the new collection launching the flame red for the first time. Wow, I can't so, wait to see that. Ooh, so that's going to be the. I've kind of kept it quite earthy in that range, yeah. like navies, charcoals, blacks, brown, green. Mm -hmm. So this will be the first kind of power color. Yeah. So it'll be interested to see how that sells but I have actually only ordered enough for my samples so it kind of goes back to that waste I'm not buying or investing in anything unless I know it's worth it yeah. um, on that topic actually I wanted to ask mm. you did you always wanted to be like a sustainable brand or did you knew that you're gonna be a sustainable brand or that kind of came with um, how idea was progressing you know yeah I don't think I ever at the beginning was like I want the sustainability badge yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was just a natural Progress. part of it, yeah. and I, I, I prefer natural fabrics for myself anyway. Course, yeah. Um, you know, they wash better, they last longer, um, mm -hmm. softer, all those kind of elements. And you know, I've always been quite aware that every time you wash something that's polyester, plastic particles go into the water. Yeah. And you know, plastic is everywhere now. Absolutely. We drink it, we eat it, and I just thought. Um, it kind of gave me the kind of double reason to stick with um, natural fabrics, even though I use elastic. Yeah, um, I guess that's uh, another thing that we kind of need, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it helps with the sizing, I suppose, yes, exactly. and a lot of these things that kind of yeah. makes your, uh, makes your uh, tops or dresses or whatever kind of... Yeah more for more wider audience yeah. as well and mm. you're you are doing everything by yourself uh so sewing everything and doing everything sometimes <laughs> i think why on earth have i allowed um shearing to become my signature style <laughs> because even as even the smallest of top it's yeah. about 30 lines of shearing yeah. um so there's a lot of you know a lot of podcasts i listen to or music to just keep me going but i do really zone out now and can just put can the imagine, foot yeah. flat on the floor. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. I, I have a friend, she just started sewing. She's mm. kind of just started learning. Amazing. And she's also self-taught. So yeah. she puts like a YouTube video on the side yeah. of a woman explaining how Perfect. to do it. And then she does it. Yeah. But one time the needle went into her eye. Oh, I've always had a fear of that, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I'm sorry that I, if I yeah. unlock a new fear in you, but... I, Weird. The past few months, I've actually when I've had like I mean sewing fast, I have thought in my head, imagine. No, don't, don't imagine. But is she okay? <laughs> she's okay. Oh, good. Course, she's okay. Oh yeah. gosh. But for a few days, she left the machine alone yeah. because she was like, okay, I'm gonna make a break because Let's we need go. to leave and not look at it anymore. <laughs> Tomorrow I'll be wearing sunglasses <laughs> and be inspired by Anya. That actually, <laughs> that actually might help. <laughs> Oh, um, but yeah, I, mm. I want to also talk about your new collection. Oh, uh, we mentioned when I came into your studio now. Yeah, um, 
Uh, actually, for listeners, we are in Georgina studio. We are live on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> we are, and I love it. I love it here. And people will have oh. opportunity to see it on Reels and Instagram Absolutely. and everywhere where I post it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you also did like a photo shoot for your new collection yes. here. Uh, yes, which I did. is absolutely brilliant. I love the marketing for it. Thank you. And it's all about the night at the opera. Yes. So that's pretty cool. How did you mm. come up with this? How did it come up? I always like to kind of imagine stories mm -hmm. uh, to do with the collections and it's very kind of seasonal because I think even as um, as ourselves we are kind of seasonal people they say you shouldn't bloom all year you know yeah. it's, you kind of you go through a few phases so I think I start kind of gathering ideas without myself knowing you should see the amount of screenshots I have on my phone Pinterest that just is full from of. forever um, <laughs> So like anything that I see, I just screenshot and then I feel like, you know, I don't really, it's kind of a, just a little kind of inner magic that kind of happens and then it's like I was away on holiday and then you come back and you go, oh, that makes sense. These link together. Yeah. Um, and then it's kind of what mood or what kind of I've kind of experienced in the year or anything like that. So the night of the opera is very kind of lots of emotion, power, love, passion, um, yeah. And the kind of element of change, I feel like the night operas are working, you never know what's going to go on because it's, there's like sudden yeah, moves. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of been a bit of a reflection of my last kind of year. There's been very kind of lots of lows, lots of highs and lots of change. Yeah. So I thought, oh, actually kind of it, like I, I love that story. So I was like, oh, how can I now link that in with Nimini? And then I then thought about kind of, you know, the theatre decor, like the draped um, curtains and kind of the Materials red velvet chairs, and, yeah. chandeliers um, and all of that. And I was like, oh, I've got the Rua top already that has draping. So that's basic, it's basically all kind of there. Yeah, um, yeah. And then it was just kind of reinventing the fabrics. Um, you know what I love about it? That before winter you're bringing this nice element of power and mm. shininess and yes. niceness yeah. because I love velvet material Absolutely. Like very much and it and I'm uh, I'm looking at Georgina's mood board I think <laughs> right it's, quite, it's quite handy actually <laughs> yeah it? and I'm just seeing everything and it's just perfect like it's matching the new collection very well so mm. that's that's really really cool I always kind of get a bit lost if I'm being honest for the the colder months for Nimini yeah yeah but this is the first time that I've really found a home with it through velvet fabric yeah um because it is very kind of very much party wear in the winter um but i think now that i've added in velvet into the mix mm -hmm. it's actually warm and it feels like a hug and it's soft it's cozy that's it yeah so i just think oh okay people are gonna understand a little bit more now <laughs> that's for sure yeah. that's for sure <laughs> Also, uh, you have amazing uh, clients as well. Oh. I wanted to mention that because I was looking like during summertime and during festivals yeah. and everything. I saw a lot of musicians actually yes. wear your designs. Oh, I'm absolutely, probably the element of the opera is fashion, music and art as well. Yeah. That combination for me. The um, is coming from there as well. So I like, I go to gigs all the time, always trying to find somebody new. And you yeah. know, I just, I really love that kind of element of discovery. Yeah. So um, we're at the Sugar Club and uh, Melina was doing the Soul Jam. Oh, wow. And yeah. um, me and Jordan were like, oh, we're absolutely obsessed with her. Yeah. And we actually had Jordan's mum visiting and uh, it was just great. She loved it as well. And then we were leaving the show 
and she was still up on stage and maybe I can't remember what she was doing maybe one more song or something but I just for some reason I just got brave and handed her a business card wow. it might have just been the beers I'd had or the cocktail or something but I, and I was like the liquid courage me. <laughs> or, or I was like email me or whatever but obviously I followed her on Instagram mm-hmm. and then I think she kind of liked a few of my pictures the next day wow. and then I think oh, okay she's, she re- remembers so yeah. I kind of dropped her a message um but like it's just really nice to find you know other women that are kind of doing their thing yeah. they're not necessarily massive yet it's kind of like we're all in this journey together yeah so i've had kind of other artists similar to like that kind of level where it's like everyone's kind of almost blooming it's like transformative yeah. um and i just think you know melina has such great style and i was like okay like she'd look amazing in emily and then i yeah. messaged her saying what events do you have what shows do you have coming up and she was like oh we're gonna do forbidden fruit festival yeah, yeah so i was like look I saw like that, yeah. the orange would be amazing for it so then she had the set and just looked so good it looked amazing um, how did it feel to see that uh, oh, like, uh, I, I don't think i've ever dressed anybody on for stage, the st- on stage yeah. it's always been maybe for a photo i've had musicians for a photo shoot or something but never actually live mm. actually I, I lie i've done a couple of festival tops okay yeah um yeah. There was one girl at Glastonbury last year, but I can't, I can't remember her name, that was terrible. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's nice to have kind of support from people slightly in the light, because it yeah. goes, it makes me feel like, oh, Nimni is real, and they also see I think that it's good thing. enough. That's the thing. I think yeah. it's, uh, you know, like, not approval, I don't want to say approval, but it's kind of like, I made this, and it's there. It's a very, yeah, I think it's, it's like reassured, you know, like, it's yeah. A, it's your form of art and it's mm. a, and I love that you say it's extension of yourself so mm. it's kind of like it's part of you that people appreciate and yeah. love and truly see for what it is yeah so it feels just great yeah so good I think my favorite well not favorite um one of our favorite actresses she's from the last kingdom Millie Brady yeah and we're an absolute I'm like total fangirl of hers princess on there and everything and um <laughs> I think she started following me on Nimini and I was like, oh, wow. Oh my God. So like, yeah. Obviously slid into the DM and of she's course, been so yeah. lovely and, you know, all these women, it doesn't matter how big they are, when you connect and they can tell that you're genuine as, as well as they are, they're so happy to root for you. Yeah. I think it's like when it's genuine, it feels, the- you know, not a business trying to just, you know, make money through this promotion. Yeah. And I think they can tell like, you know, and I've only ever done gifting. I've never paid for any kind mm-hmm. of um, yeah, yeah, yeah. influence or anything like that, which I think is actually a nicer, nicer thing. Nicer thing to do, and also mm. you, I think you form friends this way as yes, well. Yes, a hundred percent. It's yeah. like that. Like people will remember you in that way. Like, oh my God, I can't wait to see her again. Yeah. And have a chat yeah. with her and listen it. to her stories mm-hmm. and whatever. And yeah, these are the people that you might have drink tomorrow with. You exactly. Know? And that's just yeah. uh, that's how you. You yeah. actually find amazing people and your friends. Hundred percent. Like any connection yeah. formed through gift. Like we, I always, oh, we must go for coffee as well. Yeah. Or, you know, you just got to jump at these things. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love the fact that you said I got the brave enough to come to her, for example, or give her my business yeah. card or something. Because I was like, who am I? <laughs> no, but I know that's how I felt when I was yeah. contacting you oh. because I was like, she has such a huge following. Well, huge following for me. Like I was oh. just starting and everything, and I was like, oh my god, if 
this girl replies to me, I will just jump oh, to the moon and back. Like, we're all just so humans happy. behind the phones, really. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but uh, I, I love fashion and I always say this like in the podcast. I think this podcast is sli- slightly uh, becoming like about slow fashion mm, and everything more than amazing. anything else. You yeah. Know? So it just feels like right when I meet people like yourself yeah. that are trying to change the industry for better and your designs are just better than anything that fast fashion can produce. Oh. Yeah, they you don't know. fall apart. Yeah. It's like I even kind of sometimes I miss the shopping experience myself. And know, every yeah. time I go into a shop or mm. order online, I am always disappointed. I know. I either walk out thinking that my body shape is just so weird because the fit is just terrible. Or, you know, yeah. you wear it once and the hem falls apart or That's the side seam. Um and I think those kind of elements, I'm annoyed, but I'm also like, this is why Nimini and kind of slow handmade luxury brands yeah. are worth the money. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Um, and I will always say like, of course we promote second hand, vintage yes. and slow businesses like yourself, yeah. but uh, you said one thing that you always come out disappointed if you buy something. And mm. I can say like, I'm always disappointed with the sizes. Yeah. Like I go and yeah. pick up my size mm-hmm. and it's not my size anymore. Yeah. And then if you need to go smaller or bigger, you might get disappointed because you think that you're gaining or losing weight. Exactly. And this it's all gets into our heads, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. like you said, vintage, secondhand charity shops for me when I find a winner, love it. Vintage as yeah. well. And then fused with a bit of nimony. Yeah. I just think it's such a good like good combina- combination or any handmade brands that you kind yeah. of fall in love with. You're wearing a gorgeous dress right Thank now. You. <laughs> Uh, and I actually, I don't know, I, did you sell it in Baby Doll Vintage? I as did. Well? I actually yeah. put um, the first one I made straight in there and it sold. Yeah, so it's, because it's a good yeah. start. Yeah, uh, yeah, I actually want to tell people as well that you sell in Baby Doll Vintage yes. in uh, Stevens Green Mall. Yeah. yeah. So mm. it was, uh, I actually didn't know that, but then I saw a little tag and I went inside and I was oh. like, oh my god, I love this. And oh. then I started browsing yeah. and I was super excited, by the way. Like, mm. And then again, I went with Monica from Agita as well. So good. The chocolate suit looked insane on her. Yeah, it looked amazing. Um, It really, she was kind of going between the green and the chocolate one. And Mm. she was kind of like, what suits me better, you know? She looked fire in both, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, But it's so nice to have a destination physically for the pieces. I wanted Um, to say that, and I actually wanted to ask you at the beginning, actually, our Mm. conversation. you're selling online obviously yeah. but have you ever wanted to do like a pop-up shop just where mm. you can kind of have people come over or? absolutely like i i've done a lot of markets um since the beginning and to be honest i'm always left quite disappointed oh, okay. um so you know i always go oh, i'll do another one but actually recently i'm like Leave it actually don't want yeah. to um but i do you know the element of kind of um, tactile look see feel like I want all of that for Nimini but I think because these markets are kind of organized by somebody else it, it's not always necessarily your clientele that would work for you for sure yeah so um, you know I think next summer I'm definitely going to do a pop-up that yeah. kind of you know all my customers can come and have a look and yes. I'll probably get other brands in that I know will fit fit really well so you could kind of walk away with a whole outfit top to toe it's Nimini and other brands and yeah. vintage as well um, so I think that's definitely on the pipeline for next spring probably 
and, and so kick lovely. off the best season that I always have. Like summer's always my best season. Yeah, like the um, tops. I I think you can wear it during the winter time as well. Like yeah. I don't because I touch the material myself. Mm, <laughs> like and, yeah. And I don't think if you wear a blazer over it or something kind of to add to your outfit, yeah. I think it's absolutely, absolutely perfectly fine for winter as Good, well. I'm glad you think so. Yeah. Tights always help underneath. Tights always <laughs> help. <laughs> well, you know we live in Ireland, so it's kind of like <laughs> we need to. We need all the help we can get. Um, yeah. That's it, uh, but uh, yeah, I definitely think, and actually, mm. the girl that was selling stuff in Baby Doll Vintage, yeah. I, I mentioned, like, I was asking her, oh, is this too, win- uh, too summery? And she was like, no, actually, you can wear it during winter. Mm. I tried, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Circa's amazing. Um, yeah, 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 everyone go to Baby Doll Vintage. Oh, and, yeah. Um, uh, oh. But yeah, I actually uh, wanted to also ask you about your life and sustainability. Like, mm. how does that, uh, obviously you have a sustainable brand, you're very yeah. sustainable in the fashion sense, yeah. but do you have any other tips that you do at home, for example, in terms of sustainability? Um, I think probably like the, maybe not all, as the location of home, but I mm-hmm. always, I'm such a walker or cycle, or yeah. cycle everywhere. So I think that is kind of such a key part of my lifestyle. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I passed my test when I was 17, but never owned a car. Yeah. So I think maybe I'm just so used to not having this convenience. Um, oh, that's a big part of it all. And I actually, uh, wherever I lived in my life, I always used to walk, except maybe Belgrade, where I was born, yeah. actually, because yeah. Belgrade is so huge. It's too big, yeah. Uh, that you can't yeah. uh, go by without the bus mm, or a car or whatever. Exactly. And I think, you know, I choose to walk over a bus. I'd rather walk you know an same, hour then same. half an hour even to your studio even with this weather yeah. even with this horrible horrible Refreshing. weather i was like you know what me and my little yeah. broken umbrella oh. are going <laughs> for 20 minutes yeah <laughs> but it actually brought me joy because the mm. area where your studio is, is gorgeous yeah so it's actually a really nice oh. uh, nice thing to do and then i suppose other elements like my packaging is always 100 recyclable I, love that, I never yeah. kind of put a sample in a plastic. I'll always mm-hmm. use an IKEA bag or, you know, yeah, for yeah. drop-offs or anything like that. Um, and then I suppose at home, um, my fiancé Jordan always laughs at me because I can tell by touching a piece of plastic whether it's recyclable or not. That's a... And I don't think everyone has this skill, but maybe it's because I'm very kind of tactile with fabrics and things like that. That's a gift. <laughs> I think that's a gift because... But he's, uh... like, he, he's like, I can't take you seriously right now. <laughs> but I'm like, look, I'm so good. Um, so if I see anything in the bin, like on the top, that kind of I know is recyclable, and not that I'm touching it or whatever, but I can just <laughs> tell. And I'm like, you, whoever in the house has been so cheeky right now, and yeah. I'll take it out and put it in the recycling bin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> random. Um, That's so amazing, actually, because I have a huge problem with that. Like, oh. I'm so embarrassed to say, but mm. when I moved here, for me, it was extremely, extremely hard to understand why certain plastic is recyclable and why yeah. uh, other isn't. Like, it was so hard to. It frustrates me. It's like, yeah. why isn't everything recyclable? Like, black plastic. Like, what's up with that? Like, I was just like, why we don't recycle? I know. That? <laughs> and it's like all these shops, like these kind of new concept shops are really trying well they have tried to be no packaging yes but they just haven't kicked off you know um but you know i I really hope that they can in the future but everyone at the end of the day convenience and money it's it comes down to those kind of elements on human lives doesn't it um that's absolutely it i think yeah Yeah. at the end of the day we need to live from something you know so it's kind of everybody's budgeting how they can Mm. and doing the best they can like yeah and i'm actually really aware of like microwaving plastic at the moment 
Oh, um, yeah. I'm always take would take, well, Jordan kind of, he really kind of told me, like, when you microwave in plastic, the plastic is going in the food. Yeah. And it's like we've yeah. had decades of, you know, everyone just microwaving meals or, oh, you know, yeah, or reheating yeah. at least, you know. Your lunchbox or whatever. Yeah, meal prep or whatever you're oh. doing. It's like so it's, it's just so crazy. handy to do it, and then you're like mm. just disappointed after when you read all of this. Yeah. But if you watch just one documentary, I think <laughs> everybody will stop doing it's it. It's like the guy who invented plastic. Yeah. Like, what happened? What happened? You know? like this? Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. <laughs> but I actually love all the ma- elements you mentioned because actually you're the first guest that mentioned walking. Okay. Uh, as a a sustainable thing that a lot of people think that it's not a thing that we it's sustainable or because it's just it's a normal thing it's to a do. choice isn't it like it's, it's a choice linked. yeah yeah but i actually really love that because i know a lot of people that cycle or mm. you know are just walking to work or yeah. just trying their best you know yeah in between maybe because they don't want to pay for transport that it's very expensive or yeah a car it's extremely mm. expensive here as well to Absolutely. have a car yeah parking and all of this so it and goes back to that budget thing that we yeah. were talking about. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's an important sustainable mm. element that we all should. Yeah, and I think it's practice, kind of yeah. the stripped back, kind of earthy element of it. I prefer, like, I prefer yeah. feet on the ground, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, I'm very, uh, like, I'm very tacky with, like, I need to be on time, okay. like, everywhere. Yeah. And I trust myself walking more yes. than buses totally. here. And I was like, oh mm. my god, I need to walk because I know, like, that I can time myself. Yeah. perfectly I know how fast exactly. I can walk and it's actually really good for like thinking time and just yeah. a bit of movement you know we forget to move don't yeah. we? <laughs> listening to the podcast yeah. or music or whatever it is yeah. for the people that they mm. like I think um, but yeah well Georgina oh. we're coming to the end <laughs> time flies when you're having fun with Anya <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> well I had loads of fun but oh. I still have three questions for you I know I actually can't remember them so see what I answer yeah with. I wanted to kind of prep you before but I was like ah, we're just gonna wing it oh I love it we've proved ourselves that we can wing yeah. it yeah <laughs> so these three questions are actually the values of the podcast and I always ask uh, any guest this mm-hmm. uh, and it's supposed to be purely you yeah. and your personality or okay. whatever yeah so the first question is what community means for you so i definitely feel like community is being each other's cheerleaders okay. raising each other up mm-hmm. um i had this lady once kind of gave me this kind of picture in my head and it was like you'll meet a lot of people on the gate and you'll either find the gatekeepers that let you through or the gatekeepers that will keep you there Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had lots of life life lessons at this gate, you know, with certain people throughout mm-hmm. my life. And I honour somebody so much if they let you through. Yes. And also I apply that to everybody that I meet now or anybody that I work with or absolutely anybody, friend, foe, family. Um, yes. Like it's such one of my key principles and I feel for me that means community. That's, allowing people it, yeah. to grow and kind of being a support there for people as and well being purely happy for them yes and exactly no kind of hidden, uh, agendas, hidden agendas or yeah. anything like that yeah. yeah that's that's the answer yeah. <laughs> people we got the answer that's it take <laughs> <laughs> that off the list <laughs> no i love that like a lot of people answer different things obviously and it truly represents uh, each guest uh, mm. i think uh, and I love all the answers, obviously, uh, but you really nailed it. <laughs> I love that answer. Thank you. I really love that answer, and oh. I truly believe that humans should live by that. Yeah. Like I, I truly mm. believe in that. Um, the second question is, when do you feel most comfortable? 
Ooh. This can be an outfit. Yeah. It can be a place. It can be I a think, person. I um, I... I've probably got two elements, if that's the case. So in of terms course, of yeah. kind of, like, my surroundings, there's nothing like low lights. I hate, I hate a main light on. It's like if I build <laughs> a house ever or own a house, I'm, I'm ripping them out. Like, just low, yes. beautiful kind of warm lights, lamps, candles, I'm obsessed with. Me too, um, yeah. And lots of kind of sensory scents, um, yeah. like my oil... Uh, collections just unreal Essential oils and I'm just like what mood am I in tonight like um but it's it's literally like when I have all of the like the smell with the yeah. candle and a lamp on that is just perfect for me mm-hmm. like if that was a Friday a Friday night I'm totally happy with it you know yeah I agree so I, agree. Um, I have also like a little diffuser in the room oh, and I yeah. have my uh, lavender oil is my favorite mm. <laughs> and I love uh, I mix them up sometimes yes me too <laughs> I'm like I'm a mixologist. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I feel like a little witch, yeah. you know, putting my potions. <laughs> but yeah, I I truly love that, and I I'm not really a person that goes out a lot, you know. Yeah. Like I I love my home time. Oh, I'm it's very the best, isn't it? introvert. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is the best. It mm. truly is the best. Um, and, oh, and then like comfort, like I definitely have that in a person. Uh, so my Jordan, like he's changed my world, and mm. I feel. Like I can do absolutely anything, knowing that he's by my side, whether it's physically or just not. Um, That's beautiful. So it's kind of a comfort of empowerment. I feel, and yeah. I feel like suddenly, kind of life makes sense with him. There. Oh my god, that's so gorgeous. So, <laughs> that's it. comfort, you know. Well, Jordan, yeah. if you're listening to this, <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> He'll love that. It's been featured. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. definitely. Mm. Um, and the last question I know you kind of answered this along the way, okay. uh, but it doesn't need to be related to your brand, it can yeah. be related to anything that you do in life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, where do you find inspiration for your ideas? probably just like an accumulation mm-hmm. of mood feeling screenshots doodles yeah um i'm one of those people that have probably like five notebooks on the go wow okay but, but only because you're worse than me i don't know why <laughs> and i'm like why can't i just do one at a time yeah. so then i'm always like oh where did i put you know that idea yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing with notebooks is that kind of it's hard to get reminded of your inspiration. You have to really go back and flick through. I find that uh, sometimes annoying as well because yeah. I I'm usually doing that for the podcast, but then I I forget that yeah. I rem- like that I that was my inspiration and I, I put it there. That was my idea, and then like what was my idea? Yeah. I need to like and like that new day, you literally just start a new page with your new ideas, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> but I suppose it all kind of adds up whether you know it or you don't know it. Like the unsubconscious subconscious decisions work, or, it's way yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope that answered. Yeah, but yeah, just a bit of everything. Just like, a bit of mix of everything. All the senses, if you yeah. know what I mean. Sight, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Georgina. So oh, Thank you. That was amazing. Oh, Thank you. Really Thank you so much for it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why I was nervous at the beginning. <laughs> don't. No. No need to be nervous. I'm sure people oh. will love the conversation.